Welcome to this week in beauty drama for the week of August 26th through the 31st. I'm your host, Stacy. I'm a makeup enthusiast and a lover of all things beauty. I started this podcast because I'm a big fan of the drama that goes down in the online beauty community and a lot can happen in a week. So this is your one-stop source for all of the controversy. We talk about drama on this podcast and sometimes controversial topics can make people a little heated. So I just want to remind you not to send any negative comments or leave nasty tweets for anybody that we talk about on the podcast. Remember that everybody involved, even celebrities and beauty gurus, are human beings with feelings who deserve to be treated with respect. Y'all wanted some drama? Here's some drama! The theme of this week is beauty gurus be crazy. One little video turned into a giant drama avalanche. So buckle in, it's going to be a bumpy one. The biggest story of the week involves multiple situations and multiple beauty gurus and influencers. The biggest story of the week is perhaps Jackie Ina deleting her Twitter, but this is related to yet another drama involving Manny MUA. It all began when Manny uploaded a quick, short format video to his Instagram. You commonly see videos like this on TikTok and also Instagram, and it featured graphics and him lip syncing badly to Nicki Minaj's song Hot Girl Summer. And then he acted silly at the end. It also had some flame graphics. He credited the inspiration for the video to another influencer, Roger Muru, who in his own video had the concept credited to Chelsea Worthy, aka Worthy with a V, and the inspiration credited to a different influencer. Now, if you've been following the beauty community for a minute, you know that credit to inspiration is hotly debated and people are often accused of stealing looks or not properly crediting the inspiration. It's tough to prove that someone saw a video or a look, but it's also tough to prove that they didn't. Some things, like a glitter cut crease for example, thousands of people have done, perhaps hundreds of thousands, and it's hard to know who was the first, even if someone claims to be. And such, it turns out, is the case of Worthy. Now, I had never heard of Chelsea Worthy before, so I did have to do some research on this topic. Chelsea is the self-proclaimed creator of the Traptorial, which when Googled comes up with only about 4,000 hits, which is pretty low for anything on Google. According to the website Know Your Meme, Traptorial was created by Chelsea. It's a type of makeup tutorial video created by her and using trap music with a unique editing which includes faster transitions and animations. On November 13th, 2017, Chelsea Worthy, or Worthy on Instagram, uploaded her first traptorial video using 21 Savage's song, Rap Saved Me. The video gained over 60,000 likes in nearly two years. Now, it is important to note that Know Your Meme has a disclaimer on this page saying this submission is currently being researched and evaluated. Now, Worthy herself is not a huge influencer. She has about 368,000 Instagram followers at the time of this recording and almost 40,000 YouTube subscribers, but only two videos. 
This isn't odd because if you notice, most people focus on one medium, either YouTube or Instagram. So many influencers have significantly more followers on one platform than they do on the other. Now she appears to have deleted or made private some of her YouTube videos because she references videos on her Instagram that are no longer showing on her YouTube. Now Worthy has 821 Instagram posts since she started her account in 2014 and most of them are model style photos, fashion blogger style photos, or selfie, bathing suit selfies, etc. I would not consider her makeup style to be that of the average beauty guru or beauty influencer on Instagram and she doesn't have especially high quality photographs of her makeup. At the beginning of Instagram, she had a variety of content, a few videos of her just talking to the camera, but she definitely struck me as someone who wanted to make a career out of being an influencer, but doesn't really have a focus yet. And the first video that I could find of her dancing fast cuts of her doing her makeup was in 2016. She wasn't lip syncing and there were no fancy graphics. She does have some videos later in 2016 that do include the lip syncing and she is using a Snapchat filter in those. Now, as far as I can tell, there's nothing different about any of these videos than any other videos that have fast editing so that they can fit onto Instagram. Whether or not she is the first person to do this is highly debatable. YouTube commentary channel Charisse Explains It All has a video claiming that Brie Hall actually started this type of video, although she does say that Worthy is the creator of the Traptorial, specifically using rap or trap music in videos, but not the fast editing makeup tutorial style. So I guess what happened is before Chelsea even did a traptorial, Brie was posting videos that are similar to what Chelsea has done. And when people started seeing Chelsea's traptorials, people were saying, hey, I've seen Brie Hall do something like this. And what did Chelsea do? I don't know her. I've never seen her. And Brie actually did a whole like series of tweets that explains it all and I'm gonna go ahead and read through those tweets. This worthy situation is bothering me. I can feel for the topic of having your style and larger non-black influencers taking it, but a year ago she liked hate comments directed at me for copying when I have videos dating back to 2015 using trap, jazz, R&B, etc. all animated. As a black woman it hurt in a different way to watch another black woman say we don't know her and we completely discredit the hard work I did not go viral for. Even knowing I edited this way for years, I would never think to discredit her when she went viral. I know how hard it is to get recognition as a black creator. I still have hate comments from her following as of yesterday and she did not look into my work before liking them, reach out or defend slash deleted anything. Now while researching the topic on her Instagram, I noticed that she has not been uploading regularly and in the year 2019, she only has four of these traptorial style videos on her Instagram. 
Worthy's fans are definitely convinced that she created this style of editing. And you can often see people tagging others in her comments saying, hey, so-and-so, credit her. She created this style. Now, I'm not a fan of Manny MUA. I have been trying to watch his stories and he is very annoying to me. I don't really enjoy watching him. I've never subscribed to him. So I'm not defending him here. I just think that it is really debatable over whether or not he should have credited her. He did credit the person that inspired him. Should he then click on Roger Muru's inspiration and then click on that inspiration and follow it all the way back? Maybe, maybe not. I think a case could be made either way. But this is what Worthy had to say about Manny MUA's video. And this was Worthy's first statement, which has since been deleted. People always ask me why I don't post my videos as much. It's because the beauty industry has made it painfully clear that I'm not what or who they are looking for, despite me being the person who created this entire editing style. I get it. Who wants a girl like me to be at the forefront of anything, right? I want to say I am so thankful to everyone who continues to support me because this has caused me to slip into the deepest depression. Can you imagine working so hard on something, spending hours trying to be original just to have someone with a larger platform copy and paste your idea because they know they're more sought after and their views will quadruple? I know I'm going to get a lot of hate comments and unfollows for this, but I don't care. I'm tired of letting things like that control my life and make me hate myself. I bust my ass on all of my work and I won't be silent anymore. Majority of these larger brands do not even acknowledge my existence, so I don't have anything to lose at this point. I also want to thank the few that do acknowledge me and show me so much love. This industry is so cruel, you guys. From gate, I've been made to feel like I don't belong. From the very influencers I once looked up to or have admired, social media has caused me to look at myself so differently despite working so hard. I'm still made to feel like I'm nowhere near good enough. That's why I have taken so many breaks. I don't want to allow how the internet can make me feel to reflect on who I truly am. I'm better than that. And if that means logging off from time to time, then so be it. I'm not sending any hate to Manny. His work is beautiful. I'm saying it hurts knowing that I will always be second best despite being the originator and the person who sparks the light bulb. And that's unfortunately the reality of this industry, which I why I don't want to be in it anymore. I know it makes a lot of people happy to hear me say that, but I don't care. I won't continue to fight for something I have never been welcomed to. Now she went on to say, I'm not being quiet anymore. Blackball me, unfollow me, hate me, drag me, whatever. I said what I said. If taking this lying down is what I need to do in order to be successful, then I will find success elsewhere. I'm sick of being depressed over this constantly contemplating if I even want to go on. What God has for me, no man can ever take away. Edit. I know this isn't the only influencer with a large platform who was inspired by or copied my work and suddenly became blind. At Patrick Starr, at Roger Muru, etc. And I'm not saying I own this editing style. I'm saying I created it years ago. There are articles, reviews, reactions, and news segments to prove it. The same way we tag other MUAs when their looks are recreated, why don't I deserve that same courtesy? Why am I invisible? 
Now, Manny MUA did take the time to leave a comment for Worthy, and this is what he had to say. Hey, hun, I just wanted to comment because I saw the comments on my post and was wondering who they were talking about. I just want to say that I did credit the person I got this idea from, dot, dot, dot. I always give credit to the person I personally got inspired from. You can check my entire Instagram for the receipts. I did not see your video. I did not see your style. I pulled my inspo from a fellow beauty boy here on Insta, and that's why I tagged him. You are an incredibly talented artist, and kudos to you for all the hard work you put into your content. You are not invisible and should never feel that way. You are gorgeous and talented. I just want to clear the air and let you know. I didn't see your videos before posting mine, sending you only love and positive vibes, and I will be tagging you in my post so others can see your style too. Heart emoji. Now, it does seem like this incident may have been close to the last straw, and had she just accepted Manny's apology, it may not have gone any further than that, but this is how Worthy responded. And I do just want to note that there are some grammatical errors and typos in her statements, but I am going to read them verbatim, so they may sound a little bit odd. Worthy writes, at Manny MUA 733, I'm sorry, but I just really find that hard, very hard to believe. When Jackie Ina herself, along with several other popular influencers like Alyssa Ashley and Nikki Tutorials, gave me props a very long time ago. The same song, the same concept, days apart, I just can't say that it would be a coincidence. I think it's very sad that when a larger influencer is called out, then all of a sudden they say they had no idea who you were. It's hurtful to say the least and discourages many talented new artists. There was a time when you were the same size as me and it would have crushed you to have someone disregard you like that. I should feel invisible because that's exactly how you and many other larger influencers brands treat smaller content creators until your comments are in shambles. Also, my original comment on your post was deleted, which is why I made this post on my page. My video was made to raise awareness of the deforestation in Amazonia, and I just wanted answers. If you would have tagged me, it could have further benefited the cause. For the record, Roger Muru was inspired by my videos as well, and he's not the only one. Nevertheless, I want to say thank you for taking the time to comment and be kind in efforts to diffuse the situation. I really appreciate that and don't have any ill feelings towards you or anyone else. Your work is incredible. I fully accept your apology and I'm willing to move on from this. Now you may be wondering how all of this led to Jackie Ina deleting her Twitter account. Well, as it happened, all of this went down on Monday and on Monday, Patrick Starr, another beauty guru and influencer, made a video using the Jackie Ina palette. Now, Patrick's video also had a very similar style to the Traptorial. Because he was using the Jackie Ina ABH palette that just came out, Jackie shared his video on her Instagram stories and people started coming for her. Now, it is very possible that Jackie was unaware of the situation with Worthy and Manny MUA. It was just extremely bad timing for somebody who was already upset and I think that probably she overreacted and the Jackie Ina share was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. Now, Jackie began receiving a lot of backlash on Twitter, which led to her deleting her Twitter account, but she did take to Instagram to release some statements about the situation. And here's what she had to say. 
Stop asking me to comment on stuff that does not directly involve me, especially if you do not follow me. From now on, I speak when I feel like it. Do not drag me into other YouTubers' mess no more. Don't at me. Don't look for me. Just go back to ignoring me and my contact like a lot of y'all do for the rest of the year until you want me to drag someone for you. Don't tag me talking about waiting for auntie to speak. You speak. Because y'all really swear, and I want to be the voice of reason for everything, but I really be trying to mind my business and yet here people come harassing me to comment on everything. And then I'm tired of being cussed out, belittled, and disrespected after sticking my neck out for people who don't give a damn about me. If you do not actively support my content or follow me, don't come looking for me when you want input. Leave me alone. Everyone else who has common decency and respect to understand that I'm not the security watchdog of social media and black women already carry enough weight 24-7. Thank you. I appreciate you. This message was not for you. An unknown Twitter user who only has about 10,000 followers and doesn't appear to be part of the beauty community made a tweet that had incredibly bad timing. Worthy retweeted it and Jackie saw it and believed that it was directed at her. She blocked out the name of the person but shared on her Instagram story the tweet that read, there's a certain kind of stench that follows black women with large platforms who only complain about opportunities being closed to them because of their blackness, but are mum when their non-black friends are the ones doing the closing and erasing to other black women. Jackie said, these were the kind of idiots I actually championed for. News flash, my doors are wide open. I'm eating fine. Anyone who actually watches my videos and isn't brain dead knows I actively and regularly talk about colorism and anti-blackness in the industry for other people who look like me. I literally do the exact opposite of minding my business all the time when I really probably shouldn't have. Maybe if you watch my content more than once every eight months, you'd actually realize this and have better eyebrows, ungrateful heathen. Now, in my research, I found that this was not the first time that Worthy called out another influencer. All the way back in December 2017, she also got involved in drama with James Charles. And here's what he had to say about that. So when I saw this girl doing her trap tutorials and slaying, I was really happy about it because she was really good. But the fact that I accidentally blocked her, or maybe didn't even block her in the first place, she had the nerve to post it on her Instagram saying that I'm participating in the oppressment and the outcasting of black women in the beauty industry solely because I had her blocked. Now what we're not going to do here is water down the actual racism in the beauty industry by saying that someone blocking you makes them racist. That's what we're not going to fucking do because there are so many really, really talented artists out there who aren't Caucasian that are putting out such good content every day. But instead it's people like that who are really talented, but instead of wanting to let their talent speak for themselves, they run on their Instagram stories and post on Instagram, calling everybody racist who doesn't support them. When things calmed down a little, Jackie realized that the tweet that the Twitter user she is resting had made was not about her. She did release a video apology on her Instagram because at this point, she has not restored her Twitter account. At she is resting. 
said something that was extremely valid. And she said something that I, I don't know what that is. She said something that I wholeheartedly agree with. And she's entitled to her opinion. And at the time, someone that I had been going back and forth with, literally right before I deactivated my Twitter, retweeted that tweet. So I just assumed it was me because I was in my feelings and I was going through it. And PMS is no joke. Just being, I'm just being very honest. But the way that I responded, honestly, she did not deserve that. And I want to do something that I could say if, but it's happened to me. You know, when people have publicly come for me and they said some out-of-pocket things, I would want them to apologize. So I want to take the time to apologize for her because it's not that the criticism isn't welcome. It was just, I was at the time reading a ton of extremely triggering things. And like you guys, it's okay to have an opinion. I honestly, I welcome it. Um, I don't see anything wrong with the healthy dialogue. I think it's just, when it gets to a point where you see comments like the person's comparing you to a horse or the person is saying you look like a man, it's like, I can't change those things. I can't change the way that I look. You can change your wig, you know, you can change your makeup, but like, as long as it's not derogatory when you're critiquing something, which she she wasn't, but the person who, who was, was retweeting her tweet. So I just assumed everything was about me, got upset, um, reacted out of anger you know, and I'm human, you know, I'm just being very honest, I'm human and it happens, but she didn't deserve that. And I want to apologize again to her. Haters were very quick to point out that she apologized to She Is Resting on Instagram and that She Is Resting doesn't actually follow Jackie on Instagram. I'm sure that Jackie doesn't know who follows her on Instagram. She has 1.3 million followers. I don't really think that we can expect her to go through her followers and double check whether or not somebody is following her. Some people had good things to say about Jackie apologizing, but the she is resting girl who does seem like she tweets a lot of things that are negative and hateful, making fun of other people and seems to be kind of a troll account on Twitter, was quick to point out that while Jackie apologized, none of Jackie's fans had apologized for all the things they said to her. Now, this particular drama turned into something really ugly, in my opinion. I enjoy makeup drama. I mean, that's the reason that I do this podcast, but this is real drama, like knock down, drag out fighting that usually doesn't happen in the beauty community because everything here is skin deep. People accusing people of not supporting other people in their community, especially a community that's marginalized in the beauty community, no one seemed interested in what anyone else had to say. There were so many accusations and the fighting between Jackie Ina Worthy and She Is Resting quickly overshadowed Manny and Patrick and they were the ones that started this with their videos and yet they stayed completely out of the drama while we had three women who were going after each other. People are always quick to criticize women by saying that we're just catty and we come for each other. And I think people are especially critical of women of color. It's a really hard to win no matter what you do. And this situation just really enforced some of those negative stereotypes about women because instead of coming together to support one another and maybe saying something to Patrick or Manny, these two influencers and this Twitter troll basically turned on each other and fought each other. And it's such a shame that it happened. I found the whole thing to be really 
kind of depressing and very draining. It's really been next level toxic in a way that just makes you start to wonder if bad attitudes will just eat away at you like a cancer because it was just very, very difficult to read all of this and compile all of this and then come back to talk about it on the podcast because it is a drama podcast and this was the biggest story. I felt like it really did need to be reported on, but the whole thing just really like hurt my soul, honestly. So a lot of what happened this week was people calling out people in really public dramatic ways for things that probably should have been addressed privately, at least at first. Now, I do believe in standing up for yourself, but I do think that you should start out by privately talking to people and then escalate it to social media only if you can't resolve it in a smaller, less explosive way. I don't think anyone involved in this is happy with the way that it turned out. In other public callouts that maybe should have started privately, influencer Alyssa Ashley, who collabed with the brand NYX for their Can't Stop Won't Stop Foundation, tweeted to them, NYX, stop using my photos of images that the usage expired on forever ago challenge. When are the images going down? I was told July was the final month, but they're still up in places. You guys clearly didn't abide by the agreement my lawyer worked out with you, so now this is how I'll handle it. Stop playing with me. Stop using my images. Now the tweet has since been deleted. Speculation abounded as to what exactly Alyssa was referencing. Perhaps some of the Nick's stores had not taken down the photo or displays in stores like Ulta, but Ashley did not elaborate on the situation. The other big story of the week is that drama channel Spill gooped Petty Page, or did they? Petty Page released the first two parts of her three-part expose on Spill last week, and this week, before the big reveal could come, Spill posted a video supposedly telling viewers who they are and how the channel was started. It was actually pretty mundane, Spill claimed that two friends, one with a background in journalism and one with a background in illustration that love drama, decided to start a channel. As they grew, they decided to become a corporation for tax and liability reasons, and in Canada, there are no LLCs like in the United States. This all seemed like it made sense, but Petty Page turned out to have a lot more tea to spill because Spill lied in their video. Now, just like last week, I highly recommend watching Petty Page's full video because she did a lot of research and broke everything down really well. But I'm going to share a couple of the key points from this third video with you. So you can imagine my surprise that the day before the release of my finale, Spill blew the whistle on her own channel. A preemptive move to stifle my channel and my series because she was aware that I was going deeper than anyone else was willing to learn. And as soon as I started looking deeper, bios started changing, information started disappearing, and when the puzzle became extremely crystal clear, she pulled it all together. And I mean, okay, smart move but I'd long gotten the information that I needed. And the one thing that Spill should have done when blowing the whistle on her own channel is to be honest. Because if she was honest about who she was and who the corporation was and how long the corporation has been running, I would have been royally. 
So something wasn't adding up. The corporation's director is a man called Roland. Through searching this social media name, I was able to find out that alongside the director slash CEO of AWED Corp, he may also be a journalist as he has written for several companies. Unwindly.com, which is registered under AWED Corp, as well as uh, Drools.com, which is registered under AWED Corp, and Good Good, which is also registered under... AWED Corp. One sec, hold a minute. Didn't somebody else used to work for Good Good? Taylor Barrett, the voice behind Spill, used to work for Good Good. In fact, she worked for them for three whole years as a staff writer and then became senior editor. So it turns out that Spill has actually been working for AWED Corp. for quite some time. Four years, in fact. Well, maybe she had no idea how far my crazy ass had gone, but what she had effectively done was supply me with more information that will solidify for myself, at least, that AWED Corp funded this project and put their senior editor of Good Good to work on it. I wasn't able to find everybody, but I was able to find a few. So there's Josie, Paula, Jimmy, Jason, who I'm assuming is Big J. Roland, who we have discussed, Taylor, and Berin. Some people I just couldn't find online. Some people that have been working for AWED Corp for a long time prior to working on Spill. And at first I assumed it was a case of the corporation had bought their channel, but something just didn't seem right. I mean, if you started a passion project that was bought out by an established corporation, then why are all of you still somewhat broken struggling? And then it made sense. If this was AWED Corp's project, then Taylor, Berin, Josie, Paula, Jason, they would all be on a salary. But it wasn't just that. There was one more piece of information that they left in their video that just really didn't make sense. But around the 2 minute 30 mark of Spill's video, outing themselves, they showed their videos page, which shows you various data as a YouTuber to do with monetization, etc. at a first glance. Spill's videos that they allege is demonetized are markers not suitable for advertisers. However, they haven't requested a review from YouTube. Now, the way it works on YouTube is that when your video gets demonetized with limited advertisements, you have to request a review from YouTube. Once you request your review, as long as your video has over 1000 views, YouTube will review the video and either decide to monetize it or demonetize it. By not requesting a review on videos as old as September 19th, 2018, why would a channel that has admittedly said that they don't have the best working conditions or facilities not want to maximize their YouTube earnings by clicking a button? I truly believe that this isn't about making money, but it's about redirecting people's attention. My personal conspiracy is that YouTube has hired AWED Corp to silence us. Why else would a company with 11 people and admittedly a lack of funds not try and make the most money from their videos? And moving on to the lipstick that just won't stop growing hair, this story just will not die. Raw Beauty Christy did a Q&A video where a fan asked if Jacqueline Hill ever reached out to her after the lipstick video. Here's what Christy had to say. Jess said, did Jacqueline ever reach out to you about the video that you did? Um, she never did after. Don't really blame her. But she did about two hours before I uploaded the video. 
just to clarify some things because she had seen some stuff on Twitter about me talking about like the fuzzies on my lipsticks and she did reach out and it was basically the same statement that she had given on Twitter afterwards about the um, the gloves and all that stuff so she reached out to me privately to talk to me about it in a DM this is the first time we've ever spoken and then um, I told her like thank you so much for that and I told her I was still gonna upload my video and she was like yeah still upload it and then um, I haven't heard from her after I uh, don't really blame her for that. And speaking of Jaclyn, are Benefit Cosmetics highlighters so expensive because they waste money on influencers? We talked last week about Benefit's $30 highlighter in the shade Cookie. Benefit is under fire this week for sending 80 of those highlighters in custom packaging with Jaclyn Hill's face on them to Jaclyn as either PR or as many people are speculating, a promotion for a collaboration with Jaclyn. Benefit, who are best known for their brow bars and also for taking social media influencers on exotic free vacations, also hired a private chef to cook some very underwhelming looking salmon for Patrick Starr. Photos of both of these perks from Benefit can be seen on our website. And yet even more Jaclyn Hill news, Jaclyn posted an Instagram photo of herself holding a wine glass and drinking wine from the bottle with a caption, happy hump day y'all. Also, I'm not pregnant. Just thought I'd clear the air. Now, I'm not a Jacqueline defender by any means, but I do think that women are allowed to gain weight without being accused of being pregnant and lying about it. As we get older, many of us gain weight. And we talked about this last week. When you're under stress, sometimes you eat food for comfort and it's perfectly okay for people's bodies to change as they get older, as they go through things, as their lifestyle changes perhaps. And to constantly accuse somebody of gaining weight because they're pregnant implies that the only reason that it's okay for women to gain weight is because of pregnancy. And that's just not cool. You know, women's bodies belong to themselves. And if Jacqueline is not happy with the way she looks, she can do what she needs to do to change that. She has money to pay for a personal chef, a trainer, but she's allowed to look how she wants to look. And it's okay to weigh more than you used to. And finally, an angry former Jacqueline fan tweeted a photo of all of the items she's bought because of Jacqueline and tweeted it to her after finding that Jacqueline had blocked her on Instagram. Lala410 tweeted, just found out you blocked me on IG. Just wanted to show you a portion of the shit I bought cause of you. So yeah, I'm mad because I so trusted you. Then you said F off to your fans that are mad over your BS. I'm just a loss that you've cut. Sorry for causing your weight gain and anxiety. Now, most of the responses on Twitter were really positive and supportive, and a lot of people that replied to Lala replied to Jacqueline as well. Jacqueline did not respond, but the fan went on to say, if I hadn't loved her content and trusted her so much, I wouldn't be this pissed about trying to mislead us and not acknowledge the real issues that people are complaining about. Blocking me and people that still need refunds is just another you. Nick Snyder of The Viewer's Voice and fellow drama channel Rich Lux continue to troll their fans with are they or aren't they dating? 
T by Allie and Jen Gerard of Gerard Cosmetics spent time with Nick and Rich in Orlando for Nick's 31st birthday. Jen took a video which she shared on her Instagram story of Rich and Nick holding hands while walking through Disney Springs Marketplace. Nick shared that same video on his Instagram story. And on Rich's Instagram story, he took the opportunity to throw a little bit of shade at his nemesis, Jackie Ina. Jackie Ina posted something. No, we're not talking about Jackie Ina. She gets no views. When we run stories about her, nobody cares. It's like her palette. Now, Rich himself became the drama this week instead of just reporting on it. He came for commentary channel Charita Explains It All for calling him a hypocrite after doing something that he accused Nicole Concilio of doing. Now, Sharita made a video that called out Rich for doing a collaboration with Gerard Cosmetics and not putting his name on the bottles of the setting spray after he made a video several years ago talking about Nicole Concilio doing the exact same thing. And he specifically said that if he did a collaboration like this, he would make the brand put his name on the bottle. So I want to say it was like sometime last year, Nicole Concilio, who is a beauty guru, she did a collab with Smashbox. So when this collab came out, Rich took it upon himself to post like, I think it was like three different videos about her collab. And the things that he said about her collab, it was like, it's not a real collab. If that were me, this is how I would do it. Blah, 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 blah. Nicole Concilio's collab with Smashbox, in my opinion, is a fake. And I'm going to tell you how, girl. But my main issue with the, with the primer water is that how is this a collab? It's a fake collab. So look at the bottle. It doesn't even have her name on it. It doesn't have her face on it. It just says primer water and then whatever scent that she chose out of a batch of a few scents. Girl, bye. If I was ever, ever to do a collab, girl, I don't care how much they pay me. I'm like, girl, don't put my face on the box. That's people open it and throw it away. Put my damn name face or at least my signature, whatever, on the damn item itself. Now, it's definitely a valid criticism because there is footage of Rich saying this and then doing the exact same thing. But Rich commented on Sharita's video and said, first of all, Nicole did a collab with a huge makeup brand with a billion dollar portfolio with distribution and Dillard's and Macy's, etc. Whereas Gerard Cosmetics is a small independent cosmetics brand online, there is a huge difference. This video is really sick and disgusting. Now, fans of Sharita's were not very cool with Rich making comments like this on a video which did have a legitimate message. Galaxy Minx on Twitter, whose name is Jacqueline's Hairy Lipstick, tweeted Rich's comment and said, I've been holding my tongue for a long time in regards to this situation because I used to be a fan, but I can't. We are not going to go on a smaller creator's channel and berate them for giving valid criticism when you spend every day doing the same shit and more. No. Now, Sharita retweeted a meme that said, Accountability feels like an attack when you're not ready to acknowledge your toxic behavior. Rich tweeted and said, I'm being attacked by Jacqueline Hill's hairy lipstick. To which she responded, I'm not attacking you, honey. You can see from my tweets, I've been nothing but respectful, yet very disappointed in you since I used to be a fan, in parentheses, as are many of your former fans. 
you spend every day criticizing people, learn to take some yourself. This ain't it. Now, people were very suspicious after Nikki Tutorials took down her review of the new Pat McGrath Foundation. People thought it was very suspicious given that Jeffree Star had also recently deleted his video review of the same foundation. Now, Jeffree said he deleted the video because it was not up to his standards and that he was just having an off day when he filmed it. Nikki went to Twitter to say that the video was underperforming, so she took it down, but she put it back up after people started asking questions. Sebastian Williams and T by Ali both pointed out the similarities in Jeffrey and Nikki both deleting the video, but fans can't find a reason why either would want to take the videos down. Those that made it all the way through Jeffrey's video before he deleted it a few hours later said there was nothing that stood out to them as being wrong or bad. In a vague tweet that is maybe or maybe not related, Nikki also tweeted, OMG, I just heard there's a huge sale going on. For only zero dollars, you can mind your own business. And just when you thought that the week was going to be Jeffree Star drama free, Jeffree decided to be really rude to a fan who recreated the lipstick Nick Mama Mitchell look from Jeffree's latest video. Twitter user Christy MI93 tweeted a photo of herself and Jeffrey showing how she recreated the look with the caption, I always get told I look like Jeffrey Star. What do we think? I think we could be sisters. She tagged Jeffrey in the tweet and Jeffrey took the time to rudely respond, I don't see any similarities. Then Jeffrey deleted the tweet, but not before someone got a screenshot, of course, no tweet is ever really gone. You can see all the tweets on our website. Instead of defending herself, Christy defended Jeffrey. Instead of saying Jeffrey was cruel, which he definitely was, she blamed the Twitter beauty community for being cruel to her. Here's what she tweeted about the situation. I never thought that this community could be this cruel and mean. I've always been nothing but supportive of everyone. I never meant to attack Jeffree Star. I was just sad and confused because he deleted it for no reason. I honestly wish I was dead. All this hate to me, toward me truly hurts. I want to make clear that I'm not mad at Jeffrey. I can't be mad for his opinion. That would be crazy. But the fact that he used exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, then deleted the tweet like it was wrong, ignore the makeup look I recreated of him. That's what got me sad and speechless. In a moment that was rather mean, some critics of Jeffrey decided to get mad at Christy for not blaming Jeffrey. And I do understand wondering why people are still a fan of somebody that is mean to them, but I don't think that insulting and being mean to the person is helping the situation at all. Elameli at Elenara3 on Twitter said, Aw, another one of Jeffrey's sheep that have blocked me but have no problem with their queen treats them worse than his dog's poo keep blocking reality morons. Someone named Dion Iana said, don't know why they always act shocked when he treats them like crap. Ellie Melly replied, girl, honestly, I can't explain it. The excuses have me rolling. He's only human, please. Now, one fan, Emily underscore Jocelyn3 on Twitter praised Jeffrey, crediting him for brands paying attention to smaller influencers. Jeffrey liked the tweet, which said, Ever since at Jeffree Star spoke out about large influencers on the decline and how brands should support small artists slash creators, I found so many amazing smaller black, Latino, LGBTQ men and women often look past and it's making me love the beauty community again. We see you, I promise. Now Jen loves reviews, can't stand when people don't love her. 
she went on a pretty epic Twitter rant because mostly she doesn't like it when people don't like her. If she wants to be a drama channel, she's going to have to get a thicker skin. Also, she had better steer clear of Reddit because Redditors are not fans of her, especially lately. Here's what Jen had to say on Twitter. Jen started off by saying, I've been getting comments that what's up in makeup is too political and because we talk about inclusion and equality. Human rights are something that people of all political leanings should be fighting for. If you don't believe in human rights for all, you're not my kind of people. It's hard to disagree with that, but Jen continued, newsflash, your favorite social media influencer isn't perfect. If you hold someone on a pedestal of perfection and they make a mistake, don't go to them and tell them you're disappointed in them. Check yourself and your flawed expectations. We all think that we have the perfect way of living, the perfect perspective, the perfect opinions. We don't. Most of us live in countries where we are free to have our own opinion and live our own lives, and that's a good thing. Let the people you follow live and be human. And if you disagree with an opinion or choice, that's fine. We are going to disagree, but don't go at that person like you expected better. No, you expected them to be like you. Live like that and you'll be eternally disappointed. And that's not on them, that's on you. If you figure out someone is different in a way that is non-negotiable for you, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but don't come at them with your expectations and how they failed you. That's not real. They are just being themselves and the choice to unfollow is yours. She went on to say, just to add, I hope that you know that I'm only talking about a percentage of people, of course. If this doesn't apply to you, it doesn't apply to you. I love you and thank you for being a compassionate, understanding, realistic human being. Now she got a lot of people agreeing with her in her Twitter feed, of course. Effie Cujo underscore E-F-F-Y-C on Twitter said, I agree, however, if we see someone getting real big headed or they do something problematic, I do think as fans slash followers, we're allowed to voice our opinions, call them out and hold them accountable. If it's something trivial and nothing to do with their area of expertise, then mind your business. Now Jen said, this is a valid opinion. Everyone is allowed to do what they choose. The other is to just unfollow, unsubscribe, and don't interact with their content. Effie Cujo said, you're right, but sometimes voicing our concerns first is appreciated, but if they don't wanna hear it, then yes, just unfollow. Jen said, absolutely. I've been in situations where my community has said, this isn't it, and they were right. There's a difference between, you might be on the wrong track, have you thought of dot dot dot, and saying, I'm disappointed in you. You aren't who I thought you were. Now Jen went on to say, the question is, was is a true betrayal of trust or was it the viewer taking their own personality and expecting a stranger to behave in exactly the same way they would? It's Whitney bro said, exactly. Don't impose your viewpoints on the creators you watch and be angry when they differ. Rissa Chrysalis said, if you're getting crap, that sucks and I'm sorry to hear it. You remain one of my favorite people on YouTube and Twitter. Jen said, it's not just me, it's anyone who gets a medium-sized following or larger. Risa Chrysalis replied, sadly true. It's not easy being one of the medium-sized channels. You sort of get the worst of it all. Thank you for still being you. Now, Jen was not finished yet. She tweeted, if you ever read anywhere that I think I'm better than other people, know that it's an outright ignorant lie. If I thought I was better than people, I wouldn't live stream three times per week with my community. People just love to make shit up. 
the lie doesn't bother me as much as people who don't know any better believing the lie with no evidence. If people don't like me for things I've said, I'm fine with that. But don't just make things up and hate me based on things that are so incredibly far from the truth. T. Johnson, Rods Tia05 on Twitter replied and said, Jen, don't be reading gossip about yourself on the gossip sites. That can't be good for a person. Jen replied, I don't read most of them. I got sucked back into one, but I think I'm going to have to block it again. It's honestly not the assholes that bother me. I have no hope for them anymore. It's the people that ask, why don't you like her? And then believe their bullshit lies. You have a few minutes left for my favorite segment, the trend mood trash fire. Now it was unclear on whether or not it was trend mood or someone else that leaked a copy of the photograph that Anastasia, or is it Anastasia, from Viseart shared of the new Viseart Dark Edit palette. However, it was leaked and so the brand had to officially announce it. Sharing the picture on Trend Mood's website, here's what people had to say about it. Sarcastic underscore not plastic said, people who think this is cheap looking, but also buy Kylie's junk and call it iconic. Always underscore Selena said, I have never tried any Viseart palettes, but this one looks so pretty. Legally Black Beauty said, I'm so tired of matte orange eyeshadow, but I guess it's one of the more wearable colors. I probably won't be buying just for that reason. EVJX said, ugh, have many similar palettes. The official chastity underscore said, I'll pass. I'd rather get the Norvina palette. Indigo.Bombay said there's a difference in quality between an actual pro brand like Viseart and a consumer brand in terms of pro pigments. Viseart is first a pro brand used by MUA in TV and film and started releasing products for consumers when the demand came, but the formula is the same. There may be similar colors in other palettes, but when you buy Viseart pro pigment palettes, you're getting the same shadows that pros buy that need to stand up on set with little to no touch-ups and colors that can be seen on camera. Emma underscore boo underscore XOXOXO said, I wish they could step up their packaging just a little bit more. And ColourPop keeps relentlessly churning out palettes. Their X's and O's palette was revealed and it will be exclusive to Ulta. It is available in stores and online right now. And it is a mixture of pinks and fall toned warm browns. Aileron underscore beauty says it looks really pretty, but is it essentially the She Femme Rosa palette with a different background? Savandion said, reminds me of the palette from ColourPop X Karaishi, which incidentally is the Femme Rosa She palette. Priest the Alex said, chill ColourPop. Lovely underscore Casey said, I love ColourPop. I really do. One of my favorite brands for sure but I wish they'd take time to perfect their processing and shipping department instead of launching a new collection every three days. Just your local GP said, this looks like the She Palette or the Kat Von D Lolita. Jung KUHK said, the packaging is cool, but they have these rosy shades like a hundred times. I literally have 45 pans plus from ColourPop palettes and I've depotted. And it's once you do, you see how much you're buying the same shade over and over. Now, Kristen Dominique and Dominique Cosmetics released the Celestial Storm palette with some very beautiful colors, I have to say. And Trend Mood users had this to say. Glow With Me 815 says, is it just me or does the swatches not match the palette? Like, where is the deep matte red? 
xornstar said i like it better in the pan than swatched lol it's still very pretty though nice selection of colors alex pan says you could throw in some hibiscus on the cover and call it a tropical palette because that color scheme really does not spell space Haniac 1009 said i'm kind of disjointed that the swatches don't look as dark as the shadows do in the pan they're still really pretty though Selena.Terry said the very first picture, I thought it was BH Cosmetics, lol. RSLB underscore makeup agreed. It's beautiful, but I feel like I can easily dupe it with my BH Cosmetics Weekend Festival palette. And what about Jeffree Star releasing his Velour Liquid Lipsticks in the original Jeffree Star Cosmetics formula in mini with the Morphe lip glosses? It seemed kind of weird to me. And here is what trend mood people had to say. H.XOXO said, so much plastic waste. Can we and these companies please do better? Mordecai Wright said, Jeffrey said he collabed with Morphe to make his quote unquote brand more accessible to people who can't buy one lipstick for $18, a $52 palette. The collab makes sense to me. Swayze underscore N said, not him again. Ms. Bri Almighty underscore said, this lip collection makes absolutely zero sense to me. Confessions of a Makeup Junkie underscore said, so they're his lipstick in Morphe packaging. Huh? Seven Kitty Cat replied, because his lipsticks aren't selling. Laughing face emoji, laughing face emoji. His sales are down and he thinks by having it Ulta, they'll sell. Lexa underscore ITM disagreed. His sales definitely aren't down, LMAO. Garlic bread underscore child said, why else would he have a room dedicated to destroying expired products and sell mystery boxes with sweaty lipsticks and badly selling shades? Mermaid in heels said, I feel like this cheapens his brand. Now, it, it was kind of hard to find something positive that happened in the makeup community this week, but I do like to end on something positive. So I'm reaching a little bit and talking about how Taylor Swift gave her VMA award to Todrick Hall. I am a huge Todrick fan. I think that he is amazing and I think that it's really cool how Taylor decided to give the video VMA award to him. He was her co-executive producer and also helped with the video concept. If you're a young child that's out there watching this show who is different, who feels un misunderstood, we have never needed you more than now to share your art, share your story, share your truth with the world. I just want to say that this is a fan voted award. So I first want to say thank you to the fans because in this video, several points were made. So you voting for this video means that you want a world where we're all treated equally under the law, regardless of who we love, regardless of how we identify. At the end of this video, there was a petition, and there still is a petition, for the Equality Act, which basically just says we all deserve equal rights under the law. Well, that's just about all the makeup drama for this week. I think it was more than enough. And just remember, as Coco Chanel said, in order to be irreplaceable, one must always be different. To see everything we talked about on this episode, visit our website, This Week Beauty Drama wixsite.com slash podcast that's this week beauty drama without the n dot w-i-x-s-i-t-e dot com slash podcast you can also follow us on social media on twitter we are beauty drama pod 
and This Week in Beauty Drama on Instagram. If you like the podcast and you want to support us, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen. If you would like a shout-out on the podcast or social media, leave us a five-star rating and review. Screen cap it and direct message it to us on Instagram this week in beauty drama and we will give you a shout out here on the podcast and also on twitter or instagram i'll be back next week with all the freshest beauty drama and hottest tea talk to y'all next week